Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Have you noticed that some people can shift and grow very quickly while others seem to struggle to change? The difference between these types of people is one of the key factors that make a huge difference in our life trajectories. If you're a human being living a life on planet Earth, challenge will arise in your lifetime. It will appear differently for different people, but it's something you're going to experience. Some of us can get bogged down in suffering when trying to meet that challenge, and others of us thrive in the face of it. Today, we're going to discuss what determines whether you can rise to the challenge you face or whether you get pulled into suffering. We'll talk about how to move beyond suffering, whether yours or someone else's, and how to use and perceive challenge as a way to accelerate. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's jump right in. So Karen, obviously we're humans and we're always going to have challenge and struggle. Um, so I don't think we can eliminate it completely, but what's your take on transcending it? Really? Yeah, yeah, totally. And you're right. So we, as humans, are always going to have challenge. And how I'm going to translate challenge is problems, right? You're always going to have a problem. It really doesn't matter what it looks like. And even if we expand and come up higher in our frequency re resonance and expand and into more abundance or whatever it is, there's always going to be a, a problem that you're going to face. The nature of the problem will change, but you'll still face them. Mm. And challenge to me is an opportunity to grow. But that perspective is not necessarily held by everybody, right? And so how we face challenge can really dictate how much we expand, mm. okay? And um, the thing with challenge is that a lot of us, I mean, when we face challenge, it's not always delightful, right? It's like daunting. You're like, oh. Oh, this is gonna suck. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you know, it just seems like tiring to some people. They feel exhausted by yeah. it, or like it's something they can't surmount. And so, a lot of people will avoid challenge because they're looking for comfort. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing that happens a lot in our culture. It's like nobody really wants to put the effort or the work in because it seems, you know what I mean, like too yeah, much. Yeah, we want to seek for pleasure, pleasure, avoid the pain. Pain, yeah. And really, comfort is this really interesting balm that everyone kind of like falls into. You know, it's like just easy to like you know be on the couch and binge watch Netflix. <laughs> or whatever it is that you're doing you know and for some people they have these patterns which cause them to be in suffering which is another form of challenge mm. so you know a lot of people will talk about challenge as if it's like a mindset thing you know like a lot of personal development people will be like okay well you know challenge is something you have to overcome with your will and how you see it so that's true to some degree. And to me, you can do it that way. It's just a hell of a lot harder, right? Mm. You have to like force your will to like surmount the challenge. And there's some people who really get a lot of like pleasure or like ego kind of like pump mm. from having like met the challenge and they like perpetuate more and more oh, of it, yeah. which is kind of interesting, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, the beating of the chest, like mm. I surmounted that, you mm -hmm. know, and then they can tell everybody that they did. Mm -hmm. So the thing about challenge is as you release your distortions, 
okay? And there's so many distortions around talent. But as you release your distortions, you start to rise up in your resonance, as you and I have talked about many times, mm -hmm. and you start to be able to see things from the big S self, right? The per perspective of you as infinite indestructible consciousness. Mm -hmm. When you associate from that, the challenge that we have at the human level is, I mean, important, right, for the human experience, but also from that perspective of the infinite, like kind of cute, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's really, it's in the microcosm of this physical human life, which doesn't mean that challenge can't be hard. I'm not suggesting that, but when you have that perspective, that much broader perspective, you're like, oh, well, you know, in the face of the infinite, this mm -hmm. is very manageable, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So you start to have that perspective, which makes it easier. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, once you start to release the distortion patterns, which is the thing that causes us to bind up with challenge, right? We can see it with fear or anxiety or worry and all these lineage patterns. As you start to release your distortion patterns, you start to trust yourself, right? Because now you can surmount them. You know what mm. I mean? You have less heaviness that bogs you down as you try to rise against it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. You're just able to rise up better because you're not as like heavy with all the stuff that you've been, you know, have running through you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is great. So perspective is huge. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Like, I'm thinking about, maybe this is a little side topic, but mm -hmm. when someone wants to change how they feel and they put, like, positive affirmations, mm -hmm. and that's what you're saying about, yeah, there's a mental level, mm -hmm. but you're not really rising above when you just stay in that smaller mental human experience level. Exactly. Yeah. And the challenge, what can happen is if you don't release distortion patterns, the same kind of challenge appears at the same level. Right? So if you have challenges with scarcity, let's just say, yeah. right? And this is actually something that's ha happening in, in your life a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like when you have challenges with scarcity, the challenge can be to clean up all your financial stuff, mm -hmm. right? And you can mm -hmm. think, okay, well, this is like a mindset thing. I'm just going to do it from that perspective. Right. But if you don't release the distortion patterns that have to do with the scarcity, the fear, the control, the lineage patterns, all mm -hmm. that stuff, mm -hmm. you still perpetuate those same scarcity patterns. Make sense? Yeah. But if you release the distortions, the challenge you encounter with scarcity will be different. So instead of like, all right, well, I'm having a challenge paying my bills. That's the level of scarcity we're at right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. What can happen is like, okay, I now have released enough distortion patterns. I don't have problems paying my bills actually, but now I want to buy a house. So that's a different level. Mm -hmm. So you deal with those distortion patterns. Okay. Now you've bought the house. So, but you see what I'm saying? The experience is rising up in resonance. Right. So now you've bought the house. Okay. Well, now it's really about we can afford the house and that's fine, but we're thinking about buying a second home. How do we get that to do? Or how do we expand our business? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. The level of the challenge yep. that you meet will be of a higher level order because, because you're, you can meet it because you, yes you've risen in your frequency right, resonance right so the challenge that you're presenting with will still exist it's not like you never have a challenge that's how you grow but it's of a higher quality right, right. i mean buying a second home is a pretty nice high quality problem right. <laughs> compared to like not being able to pay bills mm -hmm. yeah and also probably the the mundane like day-to-day -day challenge like you're driving along and you have a flat tire like yeah those basic ones, I would think you have less attachment to. Yeah. Because you're talking about that big S self. Yes. So these little things, the traffic and all the yeah. like human things, yeah. it just kind of becomes a little, the emotion maybe tied to it, there's yeah. more space. Yeah, between exactly. You and that. There's more space. And if you have the emotion, yeah. the other thing that's wonderful about the big S self and releasing more distortion is your emotions aren't as fostered by the mind. So meaning you have the emotions. So you're in traffic and you're like, oh, for God's sake, I'm late. Mm -hmm. And now this is going to cascade. Into, right? So you have mm -hmm. the emotions like Bleh! the frustration of like the time. Yeah, because okay. you're human. Because you're human. But what happens is 
you know, when you get home that night, eight hours later, you're not still like bound up about the fact that you were in traffic, you know, and angry about it and right. frustrated. You just, you've kind of forgotten about it, right? Because yeah. like you've, you've, moved you've moved on, like you've had the frustration, you did it and you kind of like, okay, had the emotion, you okay. allowed it to happen. Yeah. And then you, because your resonance is high enough, it didn't really impact you. Does that make sense? You had the emotion of it. Okay. And that's fine. And this is the point of the transcending that you're talking about. Exactly. So here's the problems. They're yeah, always going to happen. happen. If you're a human being yes. in the world, yeah. they will be there. Yes. Yeah. I, but you don't hang on to that emotion and then right. like create more of that kind of emotional state. Okay. You're just kind of like, okay, well, that happened. That kind of sucked, whatever. And you kind of like almost vaguely remember. You're like, oh, that's right. There was mm-hmm. that thing that happened yesterday or today mm-hmm. that I don't really even remember mm-hmm. anymore. But that's what my point is. Like, so the quality of what you deal with in terms of your challenge changes. And mm-hmm. those little things that can really bind us up yeah. kind of pass through us. Pass through us. Yeah, as nice. opposed to getting stuck on them. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I bet, too, things like from your past, mm-hmm. like even if you're doing frequency work starting now, mm-hmm. and you can think back to things in your past that maybe you've held with you, mm-hmm and you can transcend those and grow from them. Yeah, totally. People have different experiences when they do more and more frequency work. Mm-hmm. So some people, they'll look at their past and they'll kind of like the, see the gift in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's what brought me here. So they have gratitude for mm-hmm. it, which is really awesome. Some people, and I'm one of those people, they have trouble remembering because it's like it's not there. That past is not there. Like you've shifted your timeline so that you're in the, a dominant, higher resonating timeline. Mm. It's really weird. It's like literally people will say to me, okay, well, what happened to you at this age? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I have to think about it and then I have to yell to Chris, what was I doing when I was 21 <laughs> or whatever? Like I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it sounds weird. It's not like I'm trying to block it out. It's like, I, and, when I, and then the way I access it, it's going to sound really weird. Mm. I have to scan myself. I'm like, Okay, that, okay that's what, at the time, you know, I'm like, okay, I scan myself. This is the tone of it. Oh, that's right. I was doing this. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's backwards. It's totally backwards, but that's how I do it. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so different people respond different. differently. Yeah. So when challenge occurs, mm-hmm. for someone who's new, right, who yeah. hasn't been yeah. doing the work constantly, yeah. is there any, like, I don't know, tip in the moment? Breathe, yeah. just let it pass through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, that's a really good question. Yeah. So if you're kind of newer and you don't have a tendency towards victim and suffering, then my answer would be this. Okay. I, this is going to sound totally like, why would I be doing this? And haven't you repeated this before? And my answer is yes, to become aware of your body. Okay. Because what happens when we're in challenge, right? We go right into our heads. We're like, oh, yeah. crap. Right? Something's happening now. Oh my God, all these possible things. Stories. Yeah, and and then it's like, oh my God, this could happen in the future and all these different things. And what if they meant this and this could happen? Like, okay, where are you? You're Mm -hmm. like projecting into a future that doesn't even exist. You're not present in your body. Mm. And when you're doing that, you're kind of like spinning in the anxiety of a future that doesn't exist. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you bring yourself back into awareness of your body, and I know it sounds like, why would that even help me? It helps you because when you center yourself back into your body, okay, first of all, you're not creating all the sort of tailspin in your head, which makes it worse, right? It just drops your frequency resonance Mm because you're like, ah, it's stressful, right? Mm -hmm. And you're feeling anxious and like, what could happen? And now you're not even, like I said, present. Mm -hmm. Just drops your frequency resonance. So when you come back into your body and you breathe, Mm -hmm. what can happen is that you're like, okay, all right, I'm aware of the space between my toes. 
okay? Mm -hmm. Or I'm gonna hold my breath until it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Not painful, okay, I didn't say like, don't pass yourself. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't say don't, don't While yeah. you're driving, right, no. don't do that. <laughs> right, obviously not, yeah. but just until it's uncomfortable. So you can like bring yourself in. You're like, okay, what matters? Like, is any of this happening right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, we tend to project all this stuff. It's like, okay, like right now, how am I right now? Mm -hmm. And then being able to, once you come back into your body, if you're in traffic, you can probably look at the sky because you're probably outside since you're driving, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. All right, so there's the sky. I can start to feel expansive. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of bring yourself into nice. the present moment. And when you're present in the present moment and centered in your body, now you can create something different other than that tailspin that you were creating before. That's so that, really, really great. Yeah. It probably takes discipline to be able to yes, do that. it does. But I know it can be done. Totally. Um, just a quick little side story and we'll yeah. get to suffering. Yeah. Um, I used to work at a rehab for young teens yeah. with for drugs and alcohol. And one of the tips we learned as mentors when someone's going through and like spinning out into their crazy thing, mm -hmm. actually a bucket of ice water and oh, put their hands, hands in, in it. Yeah, and I'm just remembering this one person where it w like she was going off. Like I thought she was going to jump out the window. Yeah. I think she was going to jump out the window. Yeah. And so we got her to put her hands in the ice water and she just Calm slows down. down and then starts laughing. Yeah. And it was totally fine. Yeah. And I was like, what? Physical discomfort. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. So it and just it brought her, her right back into her body. Yeah. Because she was spinning out into yep. like a different realm or wherever yep. she was going. Yeah. Right. So that's a great trick. Yeah. Right. And that's why I'm saying that the physical discomfort of the breath, because mm -hmm. you may not have ice with you, for example. No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> or the yeah, yeah, go get it and, and put it together. Prepare it. Yeah. But that's a great, I love that. That's yeah. a really fantastic yeah. methodology. So, but they're using the same concept, yeah. right? So. Become Whatever present. way you can become present. present. Yeah, because when you come fully present, then you're in, yeah, you are now in a position to co-create your reality better, to influence it better. Nice. You cannot if you're up in your head. No. You just can't. And so yeah. the other thing I wanted to mention about suffering. So suffering mm. is something that people ask me about a lot. Okay. It's like, why do I get into suffering when you are in suffering or people around you are in suffering, which is a form of challenge, by the way, you, it can really dominate your world. Because all you start to think is, all I see is suffering, more suffering. More. It's like, the, that is my existence, is suffering. Okay, so real quick, what's the difference between challenge and suffering to you? That's a really good question. So to me, the difference between challenge and suffering is that challenge tends to be something that's external to you, that happens to you, that you have to rise up against. Mm. Suffering is more of like an internal state. And for a lot of people, that internal state is something that becomes, this is when it gets a little bit dangerous, when it becomes their identity. Okay, so if you, your identity is like, I suffer, yep. then, then now we have a bit of a challenge because now you've like internalized it into your level of identity, which then is a really like a much heavier distortion than other distortion, right? Because it's like the I am statement. Like, oh, I yeah. am Anything someone that who affects your identity, identity, that's tough to pull, pull away from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think with suffering, there is this feeling of, or because of the distortion of it, it's like this feeling of despair, like I can't get out of it, it's never gonna end, that mm -hmm, type of thing. Mm -hmm. With challenge, there is the difference in resonance is that when you're in suffering, the resonance is low because you are very disempowered, right? Mm -hmm. And your filter is almost always a perspective of the small s self, yeah. right? Like I'm here, I'm stuck, it's very human, it's very right. limited, it's smaller. Right, because yep. you're in suffering. Whether you can't it's you, see. I can't see beyond right. that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the difference is in resonance, right? So if you perceive suffering, ten, your tendency will be to be lower in your frequency resonance. If you perceive it as challenge, it's a shift up in your frequency resonance 
okay? Because you're like, oh, this is external to me. I can surmount this. Because yeah. it's not you. It's not penetrated into, into my you. brilliance. Exactly. Right. right? With suffering, especially if it's your identity, that is you. Oh. There's no, you know what I mean? You can't get out of it. Mm -mm. With challenge, you're like, okay, well, this sucks. It's kind of coming at me, but it's outside of me. So I can rise up against it, nice. you know? Yep. So it's different. So I think... The difference really is in frequency resonance. And like I said, with small as self, when you're, you're mired in it, in suffering, it's really, really difficult to come out of it. That's why, and then all these distortion patterns will like reinforce it, like victim mm. or martyr yep. or low self-worth or whatever it is, right, for the disempowerment. All that can be packed in there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, without the work of frequency work, it's really hard. Because like you said, like we talked about, right? It, you're, it's part of your identity. You're like, it's just yeah. intrinsically running there. Yeah, I think we all know people that are like, you know, you say, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, I have muscular Literally, dystrophy, yeah. whatever the yeah. thing is. And it's yeah. like, no, I asked like how you are, are. Yeah. or what your name is, you yeah. know? And they just, that is so their identity. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole victim yeah. pattern. Exactly. It's very down, downer. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, low in resonance. Yeah. So I just want to distinguish physical pain from suffering. Okay. Okay, because a lot of people will associate physical pain with suffering because it, pain is terrible. I mean, it hurts, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard to like, yeah. right, like get around it kind of. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you must suffer. And the reason I say that is because like my father had a lot, of, uh, a tremendous amount of physical pain because his lower discs in his spine had like popped out, like they were popped out of his spine basically. And there's a lot of inflammation, he had a lot of pain, etc. So in the 80s, like mid 80s or something like this, they decided that he, he was a candidate for this sort of experimental surgery where they're gonna fuse his spine vertebrae together mm -hmm. and that would stop them from popping out and therefore he would have less pain. That was the theory. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be very low risk and only it didn't work for like 1% of the population. Like, right. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know where we're going. <laughs> yeah, I know that's where we're going. We're heading down this train track. Yeah. So my father, who'd been in tremendous pain, even though he was very active and in his, I think, 30s at the time, when his back started to go out and then he became into his 40s and then it was so bad that he couldn't like sit, stand, whatever. It was just terrible. He decided to elect for the surgery because he was just like, I, it's hard for me to function in my life. So he had the surgery and he ended up being in the 1%. Okay, where oh, it was just like yeah. he got worse instead of better. Darn. It was, yeah, it, was, it sucked. Mm. So his whole experience of his life was framed through the lens of how can I move past this physical pain? because it dominated the lens of his life, right? It's, it's painful all the time. There's nothing he can do about it. So it opened him to seek outside of the traditional Western paradigm because he was just like, there's got to be another way. Mm -hmm. This isn't working. Like, I've tried the drugs. I've tried whatever they told me, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So that's when he started to open up to meditation. That's when he started opening up to things like yoga, like the things like, you know, his diet started to change. It was just interesting, right, because he was seeking. He was like, how is mm. it possible for me to transcend this? So for him, it wasn't about suffering. It's like a challenge to, that transcend. He, to transcend. He's like, how do I transcend this? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he was like a glorious person and like an angel the whole time like mm -hmm. my dad was kind of crunchy in mm -hmm. many ways you know mm -hmm. hot temper mm -hmm. but what was amazing was he in his life especially when he moved to California he was probably in his 70s at the time mm -hmm. California was like a smorgasbord for him he was like whoa look at all these modalities totally, <laughs> like, they're right? kind of out there, all, all, all out there. Yeah. exactly and people are experimenting with them who aren't crazy you know yeah. 
And he started opening to all these different things. And, you know, he became brighter and brighter as he got older, even though he was physically, mm. like, worse and worse, like, in mm. terms of his physicalness. But he didn't suffer. Does that make sense? I'm yes. not saying he didn't experience physical pain, because he did. Yes. Quite a lot of it. But for him, what that opened for him was an expansion of his spirit. Now, I'm not saying in any way that you have to suffer in order, order to, to expand, expand your experience on the spirit level or to raise your frequency resonance. It is not required, okay? Mm -hmm. So let me just put that really clearly because there's a lot of religious and weird, like, spiritual stuff which says you must suffer. It's more noble, mm -hmm. and therefore you will ascend more mm -hmm. if you suffer. I'm like, no, that's not required. And for my dad, it drove his thinking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. His trying to resolve that mm -hmm. for himself gave him the fuel to start to seek, which is the thing that ultimately caused his awakening before he died. Perfect. And so that's I just want to distinguish those two things because yeah. they're not necessarily intertwined. Thank you. Yeah. And also, you know, it's funny. In this consciousness, suffering and sacrifice are intertwined with the heavier, denser distortions. You know, it's kind of like, you know how we've talked about before, like there's oppression, greed, scarcity, yes. like abuse, all that yes. like heavy, nasty stuff. That's not the new consciousness coming. Yeah. That's the old. old one. Yeah. Suffering is like right in there. Okay, okay. With those things. Okay. okay. Those heavy distortion patterns that we're moving away from. Yeah. Like, have you noticed that, that a lot of people like love is intertwined with suffering? You know, it's like in mm. order for me to love you, I have to suffer. Mm. You, know, mm. you, know, like, you know what I mean? Romeo and Juliet Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it's strange. Or like, in order for me to succeed, I must suffer. In order for me, you know, yeah. whatever. It's well, all I know a few people there. like that. Like, you got to yeah. work hard, hard. every day, no breaks. Yeah. You make your money and no yeah. time for vacation. You got to struggle. Oh, yeah. It's like, Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is really in this current consciousness, and that's what we're rising above in the new consciousness, where we can see things more as challenge, and then take that as an opportunity to learn and grow. Now, sometimes when you face challenge at whatever level you're at, you're like, all right, okay, <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah, you, know? you have yeah. to rally yourself. It's not necessarily a cakewalk. Yeah, you're not like, oh, challenge. It's gonna be amazing. No, it's no one really is. <laughs> it helps when maybe you're with someone else yeah. who's challenged, and you can yeah. do it together. together. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it's not like you know what I mean. As humans, it's you know, challenge can be something you have to like rally yourself for. But in that rallying, that's the strengthening. Mm. You know? So mm -hmm. anyway, I just feel that as we move from this old consciousness paradigm into the newer, higher resonating consciousness paradigm, we are starting to drop away from suffering and moving more into challenge, but as an opportunity to grow because we don't, are not as dense with all those distortions. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm hearing is the main thing is clearing yourself up on frequency level, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. That's the topic usually. Yeah. And then also your perspective. Yeah. So like moving into the biggest self so totally. that you can move out of suffering to see the bigger picture that is challenged to totally. overcome. Right? Totally. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. 
That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration for Transcending Challenge and Suffering. All right. So the intention for this um, group frequency calibration is to help to give you a, more momentum to help you um, transcend challenge okay? and start to uh, rise above suffering. Okay, so becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the backs of your legs, from your butt all the way down to uh, your ankles, essentially. You know, almost to where your ankles um, become your heels. The entire length of your legs. And as you become aware of the backs of your legs, Becoming aware of how much weight is being borne by the backs of your legs. How much heat there is. What they're touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now please become aware of the palms of your hands and on the um, fingertips. Some of you may notice the sensitivity of the area that uh, these areas as they brush up against whatever they're touching. If they are open to the air and they're not touching something solid, noticing the texture of the air, meaning the temperature, the humidity, if there's any movement. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, allowing it to be just as it is for a couple of breaths, noticing it. Noticing if you feel a desire or a need to change it to quote unquote make it better. Or can you just be with it. 
And after a couple of breaths, allowing for your breath to deepen, to become more spacious, to take up much more room in your body. and for it to become more spherical. So if we think about our breath having a direction at all, which most of us don't, we tend to think of inhaling in front of us or behind us. However, if you can imagine your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you, cultivating spherical awareness, now, spherical awareness is important uh, because this is the awareness that we have as we ascend. And you can receive a lot more information, intuition, unknowingness, magic and synchronicity faster if you have spherical awareness. And your awareness is much faster. Like what you notice is just faster. So spherical awareness is an important thing to cultivate irrespective of whether you've just started or whether you've been doing this for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And if you're new, please become aware of a particular sense. In this case, please be aware of the texture of whatever is touching your skin. So this is not just one thing likely, right? You have quite a bit of skin and it's likely a touching different things. So it may be your clothing in certain parts. It may be your own hair, other parts of your body's skin. Maybe floor covering. Or perhaps even the air. So whatever is touching your skin, being aware of all of that, and all the permutations and details of the skin and the different textures it's touching. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now, if you've had your eyes closed, blinking your eyes open, and noticing the quality of the light, holding a soft gaze, you're not really looking at anything particular, you're just noticing the quality of the light. And then, whenever you're ready, triangulating. Now, for those of you who are more experienced, you can do this with either eyes opened or closed, whichever you prefer. If you are new, However, please do this with eyes open. 
So triangulating is becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you and becoming aware of the distance between each object and you. So let's imagine that the dresser is about eight feet away from you. So you're going to notice the distance between the dresser and you and then feel that distance. And you're going to please do this for objects B and C. And as you do this, you'll likely discover that your awareness of where you are in space becomes more focused, more present, and more refined. Mm -hmm. Nice. And whenever you have finished triangulating, becoming aware of your lower ribs from the inside, so not the part facing the world, but the part facing your organs. And as you become aware of your ribs, your lower ribs, excuse me, from the inside. We're going to take a nice deep breath here, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of four. And then whenever you finish with that four count, exhaling at the rate and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. And as you finish this one deep breath, we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and to become coherent. So if you, whenever you do finish that one breath, please breathe normally. So whilst we're waiting for the mastermind to become coherent, please note that I'm working on you at the group and subgroup levels that I often work in silence, so if you don't hear me speaking, it's because I'm working at a very high frequency level. If I make a sound, then that only lowers the resonance of the work, which does not serve you. I also make physical uh, noise, so you may hear me hum, yawn, exhale sharply, and that's just how I often, and all, not always, remove the heavier, sticky, or lower density distortion patterns. And if I say something that really resonates with you, likely it's a distortion pattern you run. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind is coherent, let's go ahead and bring our attention to our upper solar plexus. 
So your upper solar plexus is the upper half of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum, which is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So keeping your awareness on the top half of that solar plexus, let's go ahead and ask ourselves that question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? My question again is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, be aware of, or imagine a brilliance at the very, very center of your body. And as you become aware of this brilliance that's deep in the center of your body, it starts to expand outwards as it intensifies, moving out through your organs, through your bones, through your muscles and your flesh, out through the pores of your skin, into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. becoming very, very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things we do together because how high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from what your reality looks like, how you feel about it, how much distortion you can release, and how quickly you can integrate. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Bring your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process right at the base of your sternum. 
So again, that sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. If you trace that sternum all the way down to its base, where it goes from bone to flesh, that fleshy point, press on it, it's a little bit tender. That's the xylem process. So what we're going to release first is the, um, well, depending on what subgroup you're in. Um, so one is a lack of trust in yourself that you actually can transcend a challenge. The other is a, so it's different subgroups, okay? So just for you to be aware. The other is low self-worth. Okay, so that you actually don't feel worthy of transcending challenge and suffering and that you just have to be in either all the time in order to be valuable. attention to your entire solar plexus. This is attachment to your stories of suffering and all the times when you were not able to transcend, where you succumbed, and all the reasons you had for it. Okay, so this has to do with story. So these are thought forms. bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. This is fear. And this distortion pattern of fear is with regards to all of your relationships. So if you were to stop um, being challenged with suffering or that the challenges were different, meaning you could overcome them or the nature of them changed, who would you be? How would all of your relationships change?
Good. Yep. And now bringing your attention, please, from the midpoint of your solar plexus all the way in a straight line to your pelvic floor. You're right at the base of you. Yep. Releasing the fear of failing. And for some of you, the fear of succeeding. Because again, this will start to shift your relationships if you are to succeed. And for some of you, that's really difficult because you're so vested in who you think you are. So releasing this. Good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Becoming aware now of your xiphoid process. Right at the base of that sternum. About three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it. Clearing out your pain body. Because your pain body has a memory. And if we don't clear this out and reset it, you sort of bump up against the memory of your pain body as you try to integrate the new version of yourself. So you can make things stickier and harder than they need to be. So just clearing out your pain body. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.